have happened what's today's thing take time for all things great haste makes great waste okay so you did do the clap all right cool because i did not hear you say yes no or anything so i'm just gonna why are we doing great haste makes great waste what, what's going on here <laughs> well, you know it's it's showing up in my uh in my f- actually, I'm just gonna double check that it is showing up in my uh, yes, it's showing up in my uh, time. So it's good, it's good, it's good. You Where don't do- need to hear it. Only my microphone needs to hear it. Uh, I see, Only I future see- Lily needs to hear it. I see this now. Take time for all things. Great haste makes great waste. Are we really quoting Benjamin Franklin on this Bleach podcast? I mean, whether this ends up in the podcast is up to you, but <laughs> we're certainly quoting him on this call. You have that power. I do have that power, but... Oh, man. So, permission to clown on Cedric for something that happened the other night? (laughs) Always. So, uh, I got home from, like, taking Nova to, like, their partners uh, (laughs) the other night. uh, And I had been, like... Singing along to Fall of Troy, which is, like, one of my favorite bands, uh, Fall of Troy has a lot of, to, to, to say it lightly, harsh lyrics, uh, they scream a lot, um, and I, I tend to, uh, get a little enveloped in, in the music and also scream a lot when I listen to them, uh, I did, in fact, on the way over to Nova's, uh, at one point almost pass out in my car because I forgot to breathe. Um, but it, things are fine. I'm ki- I'm good. I'm chill. I'm I'm great. Uh, I did like basically ruin my voice for the night after like everything because I had been screaming so much. So I like I I get almost home. I text both my partners. I'm like, hey. Can you guys make sure the water jug is filled? Because, like, I'm going to need a lot of water when I get home. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. Uh, so I get home. Uh, I have water. Everything's chill. And I go, okay, 
can one of you fill the humidifier? To this point, neither of them thus far has, like, used the humidifier or filled it up. But it is worth noting that when we got it, and I was reading the instructions for it, Cedric very clearly said, Oh, you don't need to read the instructions, you just fill it up, it's easy. So, (laughs) they do, in fact, fill it up, and they get that far, but then comes the process of putting the tank down on the base of the humidifier. And so... The kind of humidifier we have, the base of it actually has, like, a little pool that has water in it. Um, and, like, the tank just, like, kind of lays on top of it. Uh, mm. <laughs> what was very funny to me was that Cedric was struggling incredibly hard trying to figure out how to make these two pieces come together. And it's not hard. They don't even, like, click together. It just, like, lays on top of it and you're good. It just starts up automatically. But... For some reason, their brain decided that to they wanted to put the base, which was filled with water, by the way, they wanted to turn it sideways, and they ended up pouring water all over my rock band guitar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right as I got home, so I'm just, like, sitting here with no voice going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> It, it's fine. The guitar still works fine. It's chill. It's just... It was a disaster. <laughs> oh. How, how has your week been, Sam? Eh. <laughs> uh, eh. Just that... Just like that noise pretty much every day. It's been... It's been fun. I did, uh... I did receive a delivery that I was assuming was going to take, like, four weeks... Um, but before I can set it up, I need to, like, kind of change all my furniture around, which is something that I was hoping to use those four weeks over. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that sounds like a four-week project, but you know what? I believe in you. Yeah, and then that's basically it. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna start doing the cleanup of my, like, just cleaning up some stuff around so I can, like, properly move my furniture about. Uh, but the thing is, it includes... Like, the, there is one part that I could move now, more or less, like, with a minimal amount of work, uh, at least compared to, like, all the other pieces. And I was like, oh, well, I could do that now, because that's the main thing that I need to move to do, to use this thing anyway. Um, unfortunately, said thing is my computer desk. So I was like, well, I don't want to go through the process of unplugging everything and replugging everything and, like, just in case something doesn't work, because I need this computer to, like, do my, my work day. And then I was going to do it yesterday, but yesterday was my absurd, let's watch 13 hours of anime because I'm watching all the episode ones of the season with a group of friends event. And then today we were recording, so I also didn't want to do it this morning. Well, at least today we're recording a bit early. Yeah, so I'm, I'm think I'll try, I might do it tonight. We'll see how far I go. There's a good chance that all I end up doing is like kind of clearing the space and then trying to keep the space clear for throughout the next week so I can do it next Friday night. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how how far I get. Yeah, I, I, I believe in you. I hope things work out. Um, I guess we should probably introduce the show. We've been talking about random shit for uh, enough. Enough. This is It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Lily. And I'm your co-host, Sam. I am... 
a fan of both these episodes, Sam. I really thoroughly enjoyed them. I'm excited to dive into it. I think we should just get right into it. But I do want to go ahead and say, I, I do have a special announcement uh, waiting for you at the end of this podcast. Uh, are you excited, Sam? Yes, maybe. Potentially. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Uh, let's let's dive right into it with episode 58, Release the Black Blade, the Miraculous Power. We open on Byakuya telling Ichigo that the name Getsuka Tensho is pretentious since it means like heaven-piercing blade. He decides it is time to release his Bankai, promising that our hero will be dust before he has time to regret anything. As Sunban Sakura Kageyoshi emerges, a stunned Ichigo regains his senses and begins to go begins to go on the offensive. But it isn't good enough. Despite his growth and strength, Ichigo Shikai simply can't get past the flowing petal balls of Byakuya's Bankai. He states this outright, shocking the captain, as this implies that Ichigo has achieved Bankai. It's a really good opening bit this week. I I love that, like, you know, Byakuya's like, Hey, uh, careful of the words you're using, because it, the way you're talking, it sounds like, pfft, it sounds like you actually got Bankai, and Ichigo's just like, yeah, bitch, wanna see it? <laughs> it it's great. Uh, Ichigo, like, even, even though Ichigo, like, takes a second and is, like, kinda stunned by Byakuya's Bankai, because, like, to this moment, he hasn't really seen it before, and, like, it, it's definitely normal to be stunned by, like, a thousand fucking blades just, like, popping up out of the ground. He, like, does very quickly regain his sentence, and he's at least, like, able to dodge Byakuya's Bankai, which is pretty impressive, considering, like, before this, he was struggling with just, like, Shikai. <laughs> we cut to Hitsugaya and Matsumoto as they run through the streets before a brief flashback where Hitsugaya places a transparent Kyomon barrier outside a sleeping Hinamori's room. Upon being asked why by his lieutenant, the captain states that he cannot predict the movements of their enemies, and that they should leave immediately. In the present, the two recognize the fight between Ichigo and Byakuya, noting that it could not be anyone else from the intense spiritual pressure. Hitsugaya states that they need to directly appeal to Central 46, as the situation has become so complicated. Clearly, he's not aware of Ukitake's, like, previous exploits, but Matsumoto asks if he intends to inform them of the situation regarding Aizen. He says yes, and claims that he must reveal the truth. I do like the the action of him being like, you know what, let's, uh, let's just put a barrier around Momo, like, just in case. Like, things are, things are wild right now. <laughs> It's really good. I I think it really, like, highlights him as a character who actually cares, even though, like... Because, like, a, a few weeks back, Hinamori was, like, ready to kill him <laughs> because she, like, believed he was, like, you know, the traitor. And he's like, I still care about you. Like, you're still very important to me. I'm gonna protect you even though, like, I can't be here. I have other shit I have to do. Yeah, well, I think part of it is also he's, like... Like, he's smart. Like, he's being, he's portrayed as being pretty smart, and even when Hinamori was attacking him, he's like, oh, she was, like, she was completely duped, it's Gin's fault. Like, it's not yeah. Momo's fault at all, it's Gin's fault, somehow. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think, like, portraying him as this smart is very, very good, and, I don't know, it, it definitely, like, makes him one of the more likable captains we've seen so far, I think. Child detective captain. <laughs> Give it to me. Child Detective Captain. That's that's a good pitch. Back in the battle between Byakuya and Ichigo, 
Our hero informs Byakia that he does in fact have a Bankai. He holds out Zongetsu, and we get, like, a quadruple take as he gets into his stance, as a beam of light emerges from him, spiritual energy surging. In the Serete below, the rest of the Ryoka talk about Ichigo fighting, then have a comedic bit regarding a saying about a cat not picking a child's fight? Or a dog eating a married couple's fight? It's not entirely clear... This bit didn't land. I assume it's, like, probably, like, a Japanese saying. Like, I, I, I've I never heard this. Yeah, I think it's a... I think it's a Japanese proverb, but then, like, mangled through, like, four different puns. And, like, mis, uh, misunderstanding of words. So it's, like, it's hard for us to actually parse it. I do love the shot... Like, the shot where Ichigo, like, starts charging his key, essentially. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh... That that shot, I was like, this is a shot that I've been waiting to see since we started this project. I was like, oh, yes, this is the thing. This is the good shit. This is the good bleach shit. <laughs> the huge, like, beam of light that emanates from it and, like, pierces the sky is so fucking cool. <laughs> I'm very, very into it. Um, Aramaki interjects during this bit, claiming that it's no time for skits. Uh, and I'm thankful for this because I was not getting it anyway. The Ryoka run towards the battle as we cut back. Byakuya asserts to himself that Ichigo could not possibly reach Bankai, as that's for only the most experienced Soul Reapers. Even in the Four Noble Houses, only one in several generations has the capability for such power, with those who do having their names etched into Soul Society's, Soul Society's history forever. How could Ichigo even dream of achieving Bankai when he's a soul reaper on borrowed, on borrowed powers? I'm flubbing a lot of words, but that's fine. Ichigo flashes back to his previous defeats and remembers what he even got here for. Rukia. In a sudden burst, he stops exerting energy as part of his, sh as part of his shihakusho breaks away. His eyes glow and Zangetsu, point at enemy, shoots a huge burst of energy. The cloth of the hilt coils around Ichigo's arm, and the Ryoka, as well as Hichigaya and Matsumoto, are shocked at the immense surge in power, which even disperses the clouds. This sequence is so cool. It's so it's good. It's so good. I, I think my favorite part about this sequence is, like, in, like, some shonen anime, you would, like, definitely expect, like, the music, uh, like, the music choice to be something, like, more intense, and, like battle centric but here it's like emotional like i i think it's like is it will of the heart i don't think it's will of the heart i don't know most of the songs by name it, it they, they they play one of the sadder songs like sadder pia piano songs because like ichigo's like remembering all his times with rukia and like all his defeats and i thought that was a really nice touch it's also really interesting that like the focus here isn't and it kind of reminded me of thing, like Ichigo has never hated Byakuya specifically, and his frustration and his defeat. It isn't like, damn, I couldn't beat Byakuya. It's, I was trying to save, Ru I was trying to do the act of saving Rukia, and I wasn't powerful enough to do so. It wasn't, I was trying to beat this guy and I failed. Um, exactly. I, I think that's like a theme that really holds true throughout both of these episodes, and I think is part of what made like where we get so satisfying. Yeah. Byakuya disperses his shield of petals to see Ichigo standing with a slim black blade, Manji Hilt, his Bankai, Tensa Zangetsu, 
along with a new black and red outfit. Byakuya refuses that something so small could be a Bankai, claiming that Ichigo is treading on something else the Reapers hold sacred, before stating that he will show Ichigo what happens when he insults their honor. Preparing to attack as he finds Ichigo's blade pressed at his throat. Oh, that bit is so good. <laughs> He's like, oh, that thing? That thing's not a Bankai. That thing? There's no way that's a Bankai. It's not, like, big and pompous enough. And then it's just like, oh, suddenly, there's a blade touching his neck. <laughs> It's so fucking good! It's so fucking good. There's also just a really good bit where, you know, like, so Byakuya's like, you really like trampling on our honor and, like, our big sacred things. And Ichigo's like, well, your honor seems to have something to do with killing Rukia, so, yeah, I'm gonna trample it. And it's like, oh yeah, like, again, it's not about Ichigo beating Byakuya, it's about being, like, your ways and your pride and, like, your your very ideals are shit and I'm going to crush them <laughs> and prove to you that it's not the right way to go. It's so fucking good. Uh, it, I just, I am so enthralled with the fact that Ichigo's, like, goal here isn't to kill Byakuya. Like, he will kill Byakuya if need be, but that's not his end goal here. <laughs> it, it's just good. This, this episode's really good. Um... Ichigo claims that Byakuya's pride demands he kill Rukia before stepping back from the captain. Hinamori wakes up and finds the captain's letter before crying and stating that she must find out what happened. Matsumoto and Hitsugaya arrive at Central 46, where they are surprised to find it completely unguarded. They slowly make their way inside before getting to the central building. Hitsugaya states that the doors are locked from the inside, and announces himself and his purpose, causing the defense system to spring, as blades bar the door. I love this little defense system that's just like a checkerboard of fucking swords. Yeah, it's like... And just like, okay, well... Huh. Well, uh, that, that's weird. Uh, this makes matters stranger, since the defense lock is working. Meanwhile... The Ryoka reached the stairs at the back of Sokyoku Hill, leading the group to bemoan and marvel at how high up the hill is. Aramaki frantically asks them to wait, asking what will happen if they walk into such an intense fight. Uh, such an intense fight. Orihime thanks him for coming this far, and states that they have to go, since Ichigo is their friend. The rest of the group nods in agreement. Chad thanks Artemaki for coming, stating that he does not have to go any further before Orihime states that they should say their farewells before completely forgetting Aramaki's name, calling him Mini Mustache. The group leaves him behind, running up the stairs as he chases after them, claiming that he has been part of the 11th Division for like 10 years? He said like 10 years, right? And his name is Aramaki, remember it. <laughs> I love this bit, because like, first Orihime is like, Oh, what the fuck was his name again? Oh, yeah, like, Mini Mustache. But, like, she says it <laughs> the way that you say a name, and then everyone else just jumps in. They're like, all right, thanks you for uh, coming with us, Mini Mustache. You don't have to force yourself to come with us, Mini Mustache. <laughs> and then they just leave, and he's like, you fuck, you fucking kids. Like, <laughs> you think I, a name. member... <laughs> He's like, I, a member of the 11th Division, will not run away while these snotty kids <laughs> run up there. <laughs> it's it's honestly the best because like otherwise Aramaki is just like not present at all these episodes except to get made fun of and it's like it's kind of sad but it's very funny <laughs> in the fight Byakuya notes that he has actually 
Okay, I'm going to start that over. My wife's snoring has distracted me. I don't know how my wife falls asleep to me talking this loudly. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm just always amazed that you decide to, to record in a room with a snoring wife. <laughs> the thing is, like, they were awake when I started. <laughs> like, that's what's getting me. It's like, they were awake. They went to bed when we started the podcast. Ah. This is intentional sabotage. <laughs> like, it didn't affect last week's episode. Their snores, like, were easily, like, defeated in my editing process. But it's just like... Well, I believe in your editing prowess. Thank you. <laughs> in the fight, Byakia notes that he actually lost sight of Ichigo briefly, which he refuses to believe as possible. The two continue to clash, with Ichigo disappearing in and out of sight, too fast for Byakuya to keep up with. You're too slow, says Ichigo the Hedgehog, Byakuya demanding he not get cocky before bringing out his hands to more directly and quickly control the storm of petals. Ichigo is surprised at the increase in speed, but Byakuya states his speed increases twofold when he controls his Bankai with his hands. It looks cooler, too. Ichigo repels the petals entirely with a series of slashes, asking what Byakuya calls this if, if a miracle only happens once, before stabbing him and drawing a lot of blood. It's so funny, because, like, the... <laughs> Byakuya's like, you should have killed me when you had the chance. A miracle won't happen the second time. And then he's like, arrogance destroys the footholds of victory, but at the same time, he's like, oh yeah, I haven't been using anywhere near my full power. Like, just let me... <laughs> crank up the speed on these it's it's very good because like it shows he's getting like a bit more desperate and is actually like a little intimidated but it looks so much cooler when he like uses his hands to control it honestly yeah it's it's he has like a lot of like big flowy motions like oh yeah he's he's kind of like he's kind of he's essentially like a maestro of destruction when he's doing that it's so good biakia catches the blade near the hilt stopping the sword from fully piercing him. He realizes the true power of Ichigo's Bankai, which is to cut... I don't know what's happening. It sounds like my wife might be having a nightmare. Are you okay, honey? <laughs> I don't know how you're falling asleep during my show. They, they gave me a thumbs up. I don't know what's going on. Byakuya catches the blade near the hilt, stopping the sword from fully piercing him. He realizes the true power of Ichigo's Bankai, which is to concentrate all of its power in such a small blade so that he can fight at full force with incredible speed. He claims he will crush that power, and Ichigo along with it, exerting his energy and ending the episode. It's a good episode. It's a good episode! It's, like, mostly fighting, but I don't mind that because the fighting's good, and, like... There is other, there are other bits that are, like, still good. It, there, I, I don't think there was anything I particularly disliked about this episode. Yeah, it's just, like, it's overall, it's good stuff. It's good humor, it's good action. Uh, the only, like, the episode itself is a little weaker for the fact that, like, the Rock Lee versus Gara Naruto fight exists. Um, yeah. And it's a and it's a lot of this it like it's a lot of the similar things, but it's like it's kind of like just a it's one step above as far as like showmanship is concerned. Uh, but it is like a really cool episode all on its own, though. I'm really excited about next episode. Honestly, um, are there any important manga differences, Sam? 
the only change so the only change in the manga for this chapter is that none of the conversations with the Ryoka happen except the one that I'm going to talk about at the start of the next episode. That okay. one happens like during this stuff. Um but we do have some fun uh, chapter names uh which are kind of like based on both of the characters um uh, like thematic the design elements. So we've got like Scratched Sky, Black Moon Rising, The Speed Phantom 2, Denial of Pride, contra- uh, Denial Pride, Contradiction by Power. Uh, and The Speed Phantom 1 is a different chapter where it's the chapter where Ichigo shows up on Sogyoku Hill. And okay, then see, the, the chap- thing was, I was like <laughs> half convinced. Like, I, I, I was fully sold on the fact that Kubo might have just named a chapter the Speed Phantom 2 <laughs> without there ever being a Speed Phantom 1, and I was prepared to accept that. <laughs> Don't worry, we still aren't anywhere close to Super Chunky from Hell. What? <laughs> the the most famous of ch- of Kubo's uh, <laughs> chapter names super is Super Chunky from Hell. Don't oh, worry, I'm we'll so get excited. there. I'm so excited. <laughs> and finally, the one who changed the world, which I'll talk about in the next chapter because it's um, it's got more to do with like the next chapter stuff. Um, okay. And otherwise, I just want to make like a quick note. The yes, the manju symbol on Ichigo's hilt is also like the swastika symbol. It's yep. got like a history going back thousands of years in Japan and China in the Buddhist religion. It means, like, divinity, good luck, a whole bunch of stuff. It's also, it like, it is the character Ban in the word Bankai. Uh, so it's it's kind of like saying that Ichigo's Bankai is, like, a pure distillation of the form of Bankai. That's how I'm interpreting it. Um, we will, in the future, have a discussion about uh, Kubo and Nazi aesthetics. Uh, Absolutely. But I, but I don't think it applies to, like, this specific thing. But it, there is, like... Nazi aestheticism in the future that we'll have, like, a long and likely harrowing discussion about. Um, Yeah, like, here, like, obviously, like, the Manji Hill, like, it it is definitely meant to be taken as a Manji, like, at this point. There are definitely future episodes and things that are going to be way in the future that we, yeah, Exactly what you just said. We we are going to have to have a long discussion about it and figure out where we stand. Yeah. Uh, but for now, let's uh, let's have our five minute break. Yeah, let's cut to break. Let's get back into it with episode 59, Conclusion of the Deathmatch, White Pride and Black Desire. We start the episode with the Ryoka group running up the stairs towards Ichigo and Byakuya's fight as they discuss the absolutely monstrous spiritual pressure that they're feeling. Chad wonders as well, like, why they can't sense Rukia, because, you know, like, I thought she was getting, like, crucified up here. And Yachiru, who's sitting up in a tree, and basically all but eating popcorn. Like, she's just watching the fight and having a great time. Uh, she explains that Rukia has gotten away. Uh, and then Ishida kind of, like, feel, like connects the dots and is like, alright, he, like, Ichigo is still fighting because even if she got away, Soul Society would just come after her again. So, he has to fight to break the enemy completely, to crush any hope of executing her. Like, and... 
that's ba- it's another extension of the whole like Ichigo isn't fighting to beat Byakuya. He's fighting to like show Soul Society, hey, I'm the one with power. I'm the one with who's right in this scenario. Like, don't go after Rukia. Yeah, your laws are wrong. <laughs> it's it's really good. Uri is just like, hey, in case you didn't catch the themes, here they are. <laughs> yeah, and then Maki, who's like catching the themes, he's like, um. <laughs> Why are you all doing this for Rukia? Like, she's your friend? <laughs> and everyone starts saying yes, except Orihime, who's like, it's not just because she's our friend. It's because she means a lot to Ichigo. She changed his whole world. Uh, I th- This part is really good in the manga specifically because the, like, this is like the episode break kind of happens, like, in the middle of a manga chapter, which is weird. But mm-hmm. that the chapter that is. The, the end of last episode and this conversation, it's called um, The One Who Changed the World. And at first, it's like, oh, it's the fight with Byakuya and Ichigo. They're talking about Ichigo. And then it comes to this bit. And it's like, oh, no, they're talking about Rukia. She's the one who changed Ichigo's world. Oh, that's so good. It's just I, like some really good stuff. <laughs> it's really good. Like, man, they're they're doing a really great job here. On the battlefield, Byakuya tells Ichigo to look closely as the blood he's shed ignites into pink energy that envelops the two of them, the captain calling upon the true form of Senbon Zakura, Senbon Zakura Kagiyoshi Senkei, or Senkei Senbon Zakura Kagiyoshi, where he abandons all pretense of defense in favor of trying to kill his enemy, and basically, a cage of countless swords encircles them both. And as a stunned Ichigo watches on, Byakuya tells him not to worry. Don't worry, the Thousand Swords won't attack all at once. It's just the form that uh, I only show to those I vow to kill with my own two hands. And as a single blade like flies from the wall of swords to his hand, he tells Ichigo that he's only the second person to have seen it. This is the most extra shit that Byakuya's done. <laughs> I love, I love also that like, Byakuya had this whole speech about how, like, like Ichigo uh, Bankai can't be a Bankai because it's so small and tiny. And then it's like, buddy, the upgraded form of your Bankai is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> More or less. like it, It's like, it, it's kind of the same thing, but it's just like, oh, there's like, it, it's just like, I have swords, but like a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there, there's there's essentially just like several rings of blades all around them, uh, like that are just like floating around. And whenever he wants, Byakuya can just kind of like look at one of the swords and make it fly to his hand. So he has an unlimited an unlimited amount of swords. You might even call it like a work of blades. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sam. Their battle auras flare once more, and the pair clash, causing a shockwave so powerful that even Yachiru can't keep her balance. Ishida says they should move back to a safer place, but a trembling Orihime apologizes since she wants to stay there. He mentally narrates that she knows that her power isn't strong enough to help, and worse, even if she could help, Ichigo wouldn't want that. She understands, so she's holding herself back, waiting, praying for Ichigo's safety, and not participating in the fighting. 
he mentally urges Ichigo to win and that he'd never forgive him if he lost while we watch Ichigo and Byakuya continue their battle. And I kind of wish there was a better way to give Ichigo his big solo fight. <laughs> I also kind of wish that. Um, I would be a lot harder on this moment if not for the fact that, like, the male characters in this group are also having to stand by. Like, uh, it, it's not great. Like, I really wish they hadn't singled Orihime out like out in this part as oh i'm just gonna have to sit aside and pray for him and hope he gets out okay and he's just like yeah that makes sense i'm here too <laughs> but like i don't know i would be a lot harder on it if it weren't for the fact that like the male characters in this group also had to stand aside you know yeah like it like they're all being sidelined it's just it's frustrating that like there's this focus on Orihime like understanding that she can't be a part of the action and that even if she would Ichigo would just like get annoyed and at the same time it's like this is serving as a reflection to Rukia and um Kayan uh yeah. in a sense because it's like Rukia watching on while Kayan fights and she knows that she can't interfere etc 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 but it's not framed in that sense like at all um or at least it doesn't feel like it's framed in that sense, like, intentionally. It, uh, it definitely feels like an unintentional parallel. And, like, it, it, it could be, like, if you tried to, you could maybe, like, definitely draw that parallel and be like, oh, this is actually, like, maybe kind of smart writing. But I definitely don't think that was the intention at all. Nevertheless, the incredibly sick fight continues, the two matching flash step with flash step and slicing at each other viciously. And Ichigo thinks to himself that Byakuya's gotten faster since he showed off the cage. But it's fine, because, you know, he can still go a little bit faster. He can... He's still got some left in the tank. And just as he thinks this, Byakuya almost, like, nearly teleports in front of him. And he's got to, like, very quickly dodge a couple of... A, a couple of lethal blows. Um, while Byakuya's, like, telling him he's slowed down. Ichigo fires back with banter. But Byakuya just summons, like, he just very nonchalantly summons another sword floating in the cage, stabs Ichigo's foot with it, and then very calmly pokes him with a finger, shooting off a massive white lightning spell through his shoulder. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. My, my favorite thing about, like, this part of the fight is that, like, even though, like, you can definitely tell that Byakuya is, like, a bit more desperate than, like, he normally is, he's still fighting, like perfectly stanced perfectly balanced he's still like using every movement with intention and like you never once doubt that this is like a man who's like fought to be like as prideful as he is you know yeah like every like every bit of it's like okay this is the epitome of byakuya it's so good byakuya says it looks like this is the end while ichigo realizes that he can't move and he lays it out for the audience and for Ichigo. The Senkei transformation doesn't make him faster at all. It just compresses his sword fragments into blades to explosively increase his damage output. The only reason Ichigo thought he was getting faster is because he's fucking dying. Ichigo's fought several captains, taken blows that would kill a person. He's just a human, and there's a limit to the amount of damage he can take. Bayakuya raises his hand for the final blow... And as Ichigo's thoughts struggle to find a way to win, and his vision darkens, a single laugh, a single terse sound, like, just rings out. <laughs> Ichigo's left hand rises up, catching Byakuya's sword in the blade, and white fragments begin to form a mask on his face. 
I thought I told you. It's a big bother for me if you die. Byakuya is shocked as the Jokerified Ichigo attacks him with increasing <laughs> speed and Black gets Gatencho's, including some really sick movements like fighting. Uh, he fires several Black Beams at once and then he appears behind the captain to both keep him in place for the attack as well as launch like another several attacks where they all like collide in this really huge cinema, um, cinematic explosion. Like <laughs> It looks real good. <laughs> It looks really good. The The movements here are, like, really a highlight of this episode. Uh, and my my wife was watching, like, and they're like, okay, so what's going on here? And I'm just like, oh, you know, Ichigo's just going psycho crazy. He's he's having a really big hoot of a time. He's been Joker-fied. <laughs> but uh, aside from just, like, the movements here and, like, the fluidity of it and, like, it... It, it, like, goes off-model, like, a bit. Like, he he looks weird, it, it it's unsettling, it's creepy, and it's cool. Um, I also want to draw attention to, like, the stuff that was going on when he was, like, losing consciousness. Um, the way the, like, the screen was, like, darkening and, like, slowly closing in. And, like, the very last shot we get is, like, just, like, this barely, like, visible bar of a screen as, like, all we see are Ishigo's eyes. And I thought that was such, like, such good direction. It was so good. Yeah, this scene really works in the anime. It's just, like, they're... Essentially, it's they have the... they Like, they letterbox the, the scene, or, like, on top and bottom, just, like, these big black chunks. And then they, they fade in towards the middle of the screen as... Ichigo is like trying to think, and he's like, "Oh God, okay, God, I'm I'm losing. I'm I'm about to die. How do I win? How do I get through this?" And he's just like, as he's thinking, his voice is getting like quieter and quieter. His vision is getting more and more and more constrained, and then it gets to like that final shot, and then suddenly, as soon as he grabs the blade, like it all opens up again because you know, Hollow Ichigo doesn't give a shit. <laughs> God, it's so good. It's really cool. A bloody and disheveled Byakuya, armored hair pieces shattered, recognizes the spiritual pressure and mask as that of a hollow, but and as like he asks about it. But before Ichigo can answer, uh Ichigo tells the creature to get the hell out and stop interfering, tearing the mask off of his face. As the pieces fall to the ground, shattering and disappearing, he apologizes for the interruption, and Byakuya says Okay, fine. <laughs> I won't ask questions. We're both, we're only strong enough for one last hit each anyway. But I, like, there's just, like, several times in this sequence where is like, what the fuck am I looking at? What is happening? Holy shit. I don't understand anything. And then Ichigo's like, sorry for the interruption. Let's keep fighting. <laughs> Alright. Fine. Let's keep fighting. <laughs> Just goes to show you, if you want to have a good conversation with Byakuya, all you have to do is show him proper etiquette. <laughs> exactly. Just apologize for your mistake and be like, let's keep it, let's keep going. Let's, let's, just <laughs> let's get back to it. Ichigo asks why he's so dead set on killing Rukia. And Byakuya summons yet another form of his Bankai, telling him that if he, he'll give him the answer if he wins, as he summons Shuke Hakute Ken, or Last Sight, White Emperor Sword. How many forms of, like, 
Biakia, like how many, how many forms does Biakia's Bankai have? Like, is this like a normal thing for Bankai? Do they just all have like a million forms? Like, what's going on? We're on his third, like just completely <laughs> different. Like, this doesn't look anything like the at least the like Senkei is okay. It used to be a bunch of swords, and then we dissolved it into a bunch of petals and now you're putting it back into sword state you know okay fine and then this, this is like now we're taking all the swords and we're fusing them into one sword but also a like a large halo around your back and also giant white wings of energy <laughs> it's it's a little much I'm, I'm into it but it's a little much <laughs> yeah like it's a lot and Ichigo is like looking at it and it's like wow that is a hell of a technique but I like I don't have, I know one move, my guy. Like, I know a sing. I can do quarter for, forward, I can do quarter circle forward fire uh, punch and throw a fireball and that's it. So I'm just going to put all my energy into a Getsu and hope it's enough. Got it? <laughs> it's so fucking funny. that The part where you guys are just like, huh, well, I only got the one. It's so fucking funny. The pair charge at each other and we get like, you know, there is a huge explosion of power. We get, we see like, um, Ichigo's like black energy burst out. Byakuya's white energy burst out, and just like this really cool like dichotomy. Uh, everyone's going like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is happening on Sokyoku Hill?" Uh, and as it finishes, we see like they've both passed each other, and nothing's happening. Ichigo's whole body spurts out blood from his wounds, but he stabs the ground to stay out to stay up refusing to fall. And then the same happens to Byakuya, who realizes that during the last attack, Ichigo's blade, like, tore through his blade, his own blade, like, butter. Like, it just completely shredded through. <laughs> it's, like, a really, really, really cool shot of, like, Ichigo's blade, like, tearing through it as, like, Byakuya's sword just, like, bursts into petals that fly away. It's so cool. It's really good. At this point, he starts to tell his reasons for punishing Rukia, saying it's because of the law. Sympathy to a relative, it's worthless for someone, like, of his station. Because of his position as a noble, he's the head of one of the four highest houses. If he does anything, anything to go against the law, it would basically completely destroy the system, and, like, no one else would listen to the law at all. Because if they can't, you know, trust the people who are at the very head of it to obey it, then what's the point? To which Ichigo responds... Okay, then destroy the law, you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? I, okay, I... I do really like this as a character moment, because Byakuya is, like, very clearly surprised by what Ichigo has to say here, and you can tell it does reach him. However, I... It definitely feels like... The themes we have been building on the, these, like, two seasons of, like, hey, Soul Society, maybe not that great after all. Like, it it definitely doesn't feel like this is enough of a payoff on that. Like, it, it definitely feels like it's, like, oh, Byakuya is the bad guy here. And, like, getting him to see reason, maybe that'll make some change. But it doesn't, like, do anything to actually, like, reform that society, you know? And, like, maybe we'll get, like, a little more on that. But, like, it, it, it's definitely more of, ah, you've changed this one person's mind. Maybe, maybe something else will happen. And, like, it's good. I'm really happy we got this. 
but it, it still doesn't feel like enough for me for like the kind of things we've been seeing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like it's like it's it's it shows us that like okay, like Byakuya is like he his reasoning is essentially if I put my sister if I put my sister and my personal feelings above other people, then like everybody's gonna fucking die because it's just gonna turn into a completely lawless land or whatever. Um, like if I show her preferential treatment, then we're all fucked. Uh, but it's still like, God, dude, you're st- still such a shitty dude. You, but you I have, love each- like this much money. You could like put it towards like reforming the system and making it so it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. Um, and I do love like. Even Byakuya at this point is like, oh, this guy was never fighting me. Like, he's he's never, like, hated me. He's just, like, hated the system that I represent. And he was fighting literally against the system that I was representing. Huh. Yeah. Byakuya tells him that his sword of conviction was shattered by Ichigo's reckless abandon. And he gives him the victory, flash-stepping away. Which leads our hero to cry out in victory. At least until he realizes that he's still dying and starts falling back. <laughs> He just like he lands on Orihibe's face. <laughs> like they just head but they just headbutt each other. Uh the whole group of friends is there and Orihibe cries as she tells Ichigo like some of what they went through, how glad she is that he's alright and everything. Um it's really it's a fun little scene. It is a fun little scene. Uh my I, I do wanna point out, I think it really does suck that Orihime like really berates herself here. Being like, oh, I've been useless. Uryu took care of me, even though, like, I'm pretty sure, like, aside from, like, the the fight that Uryu had to, like, t- take over because he's like, hey, get Orihime out of here. She's a woman. Uh, you know, like, Orihime did a lot, too. Yeah, like, Orihime is the only reason that he wasn't, like, caught out. Honestly. Um, we don't stay on the scene too long. Instead, we cut to Toshiro slicing his way into Central 46. And realizing that there's no alarm, so he and Rangiku rush into the inner sanctum and see something shocking. Something to be continued in next week's episode. Overall, good fucking episodes. I, I liked both of these, like, quite a bit. Yeah, like, it's just banger after banger of, like, just, like, really good character moments and really cool fights. Uh, just... This, like, these are the episodes, these specific two episodes are what a lot of Bleach fans think of when they think, oh yeah, early Bleach was really fucking good. It is specifically yep. this sequence of two episodes and, like, going into the season finale. Yeah, like, I, I definitely, like, I, I, I can't say for sure because obviously it's been, like, a while since either of us has watched them. I, I definitely think, like, the ending of this season is going to be really, really strong. Uh, like, if these two episodes are, like, anything to show for it. We've still got, like, two more weeks to go. Like, uh, we, we're definitely gonna, like, need to get, like, questions coming in if, if we're gonna have that. But, like, we, we're almost to the end of season three. We're almost there. We got two more weeks. Yeah, we have two more weeks, so, you know, if you have any questions, comments, etc., send them in, uh, just so that they're, they'll be there when we record. Um, yeah. The manga notes for this uh, for this episode are, there's not a ton, you know, there's a, there's a couple of, like, really fun stuff, like, the the chapters where we get the hollow-fied Ichigo, 
those are called Dark Side of the Universe 2 and Black and White 2, which Black and White and Dark Side of the Universe were the fir- were when he was fighting Zoraki. And okay. we were getting and we were getting uh, like his training and fighting against the Inner Hollow. Um, so it's just like some really fun stuff here. One uh, small change which I'll just post this photo for you is that the white lightning in in the anime it's like this you know it's like jedi lightning like in the manga it's just a, it's a laser beam just just a laser beam like boom yeah no i'm seeing that that's <laughs> i really like that the onomatopoeia for this is just doom <laughs> doom <laughs> uh the fight with hollow ichigo lasts like 3 pages that's it it's it's just the bit where he shows up and he fires a bunch of Getsuga of Tenchos, and then he appears behind Byakuya to, like, hold him in place. Uh, which really looks like sick. The, which look absolutely sick. <laughs> I really like the, like, fr- it almost looks like... The only word I have here is frantic paneling here. Like, it, it it's, like, disheveled and, like, off-kilter, and it looks really cool. Yeah, essentially, like, the paneling for this part of the manga is, like, for just the chapter... Byakuya becomes the main character because you're following him turning his you're getting a lot of close-ups on his face where he's like he's suddenly turning he's trying to like move his eyes to figure out where the hell Ichigo is going and you have Ichigo like just showing up out of nowhere in like these weird dead angles and just throwing these giant black crescents of energy I I actually like when thinking about like this fight i i remembered it going on like for longer like i was expecting the hollow ichigo stuff to like last a whole episode no it was just like two minutes and we're good and i'm like i'm fine with that because it was really really good it was just like oh this was more brief than i remembered i'm fine with this honestly that's a thing that i've note i've noticed in this specifically in this season and that i'd completely forgotten is that compared to at least this might change later but at least for a lot of the early stuff, um, Bleach fights tend to be, like, they're, they might have, like, several phases where characters, like, show off different powers. But overall, they don't last long. They'll last, like, half a chapter, a third of a chapter, uh, maybe half an episode. Like, very few fights actually take more than an episode of runtime. And generally, the ones that do are that are stretched out on multiple episodes is because... Two thirds of those episodes are dedicated to other stuff, buddy. This might change later. We got six Aronkar arcs, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> Christ. And one last change. There is one last change, and this is an, a kind of a big deal change in the manga. The point where Ichigo is all bloodied up, and he's telling Byakuya, "If I were in your shoes, I would absolutely fight the law." And Byakuya looks at him, and he's like. I was never his enemy. He's been fighting the laws of Soul Society. He's similar to the one whose ferocity I found distasteful. And as he tells Ichigo, your ferocity has broken my sword. He's thinking of fucking Kayan. Like, there's panels of Kayan in, like, the position that Ichigo is. And Byaki is thinking about him as this is happening. And as he's like, okay, fine. I'm stopping this fight. You win. I'm out. Why wasn't this in the anime? It's just like two little panels and like an internal monologue that takes two seconds to say. And just like, wait, holy shit, what? This completely changes the thing. He's having every... 
he's he's having thoughts and like he's thinking back to this other person who also like took care of Rukia and was really important to her and how like distraught she was when he died. Literally, all you fucking needed was like him internally saying this, and then like a fade in shot of Kyan over Ichigo. That's literally all you need. That's literally it. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder, and this is this is something that like I'm genuinely wondering because I don't remember at all. I'm wondering if there's something like Kyan died, and then Ichigo, like his soul and Ichigo's soul, actually have something to do with each other, like materially. Like he's a reincarnated Kain or that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if the, I don't know if the if the show goes in that direction at all. I I don't know either. Like genuinely, like if if you're listening to this and you have seen Bleach, don't tell us because like there is stuff we don't know. Like we don't fucking remember. So I, I'm curious about that. You might be onto something. Yeah, and like my my reasoning for this is. Obviously, the the show, like, there's a lot of, like, very direct parallels, but also I'm like, okay, well, Kyan fused with a hollow, became a hollow, then died at Rukia's blade, a blade that purifies hollows so that they can go back into the reincarnation cycle. And that was, like, 50 years ago. That was before Ichigo was born. You know, something to think about. We'll see if it pans out. Maybe the Maybe the real answer is actually way more stupid. We'll see. I mean, it's Kubo, so, you know, we can only get our hopes up so much. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this has been It'll Wash Out. Uh, you can find the show at Bleachcast on Twitter. You can uh, email us with any questions, comments, or feedback. Please, please, please send in questions or comments or feedback or anything like to any of us. Like, you can DM us. You can uh, send it there. It's iwobleachcast at gmail.com uh, and you can follow me at lavender underscore pause on twitter and you can find me on twitter at ssbslj now I do have a special announcement uh, my partner Cedric and I have for a very long while uh, been doing this thing where we go we need to start a podcast about blank where we just do a completely fucking stupid idea like for example oh let's start a three days grace podcast where we put pit two three days grace songs against each other and call it three days face off or let's start a guardians of gahool podcast called gahooligans or guardians of the gahooligsy and the other night they they came to me and they made a completely offhanded joke as all great podcasts start which is what if we just did a podcast where every episode is the first episode of a new podcast and this was completely a joke and i i get up out of bed and i grab them by the shoulders and i look them directly in the eyes and i say you're a fucking genius <laughs> so Cedric and I are starting a new podcast officially. It's called Welcome to Our Podcast. The the pit this we're mostly probably going to be in character for most of any time we talk about this show. Um every episode is the first episode. You won't have to listen to any other episode. Uh we <laughs> we're we're gonna be doing it bi-weekly, probably gonna release on Thursdays. Uh first episode is next week. Uh, and stay tuned, because our first episode is going to be Guardians of the Gahooligsy, a Guardians of Gahool fancast. 
Was that a good enough pitch, Sam, do you think? Sure. I think enough people will be interested. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, thank you for listening. This has been It'll Wash Out. I appreciate all of you. Get those questions, comments, whatever in. Stay cool chats. Just ignore me. I'm not